0: Hi, and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 41. And it's all about annuities. Now, that's coming up in moments, but also in our previous episodes, we've covered mortgages, insurance, investments, help-to-buy schemes, loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. Last week, we even looked at should you manage your finances jointly or individually. We can drill down and look at pretty much anything forensically, but if you have a general financial query... First place to look is probably our back catalogue. Search the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find us there. An enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a Benjamin whatever you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis with me as always, the star of the show, Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil.
1: Hi, John. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you. Now, I want to start this week by uh, taking you back to your school days. And I wonder if you were at all like me, Phil, when it came to class tests or exams, there was always that one, maybe two things, that no matter how hard you tried to drum it in there and relentlessly revised it over and over and over again, it just wouldn't stick for whatever reason. You had a
1: mental block in it. Do you remember anything like that? Well, for me... Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I was I was never great at school, so... <laughs> but I, I did okay. To be honest, I, I was more lazy at school than, than they great at it, but and I know there comes a point in life where you think, right, I say to my son, it's like, whatever you do, you've got to learn. But you're right, some things just sink in and others others don't. Well, if I look back over our 40 previous shows so far, Phil, and think about it like a school-class
0: learning situation, I can tell you my couple of things that I can't drum into my brain, no matter how hard I try. Uh, the first is the subject of today's show, annuities. And and the second, well, it's everything else that we've covered. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> At least in the second part. But annuities, maybe it's because the word sounds a little bit difficult no harm in doing a recap for me and and anyone else that's
1: struggling so first off what is an annuity I I looked up the the dictionary definition is a fixed sum of money paid to someone each year typically for the rest of their life basically an an annuity is a, a retirement income product most common annuity is usually when somebody uses what's called their their defined contribution pension pot to purchase one. So you you build up maybe your your personal pension or workplace pension. And then at some point in time, usually when you get to to kind of retire in age, um, the minutes from age 55 onwards, you can then use that pot, give it to to an insurance company, and they'll pay you an income for the the rest of your life. Now, you, you get lifetime annuities, which pay, for the rest of your, your life, you also get what's called fixed term annuities. So you give the company your money and for a set period of time, they'll pay out an income to you, um, but it's got some sort of future guaranteed value that you can do something again there. But one thing I would say with annuities is, I mean, that that used to be the most common thing for people to do. They, they would save their pension pot and then get to an age where they, they wanted to use it. But annuities not so many people are doing them now. More people are, I would say, are doing what's called drawdown. Um, the the pension freedoms that came in previously have kind of meant that a lot more people like the, the kind of, flexibility of drawdown but this show is more on annuities because there are still people that will do annuities and Mm. and it is something that that's right for for some as well so I thought it's good just to to go through and cover them sort of like some of the advantages disadvantages and some just some of the general ins and outs of annuities today.
0: So when I I, and I don't pay an awful lot of attention to this I'll be honest I just know that I'm paying a certain amount into my to my private pension, and I always have. But when I get a, like a, a yearly statement and it says, you know, the, there are various examples that says you could have X thousand pounds in a lump sum and then X thousand pounds every year for the rest of your life. That's what that's describing. is describing an annuity.
1: Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Again, they, they make certain assumptions with, with these projections. And, and that's why, like, I, I suppose they need to give people an idea what they'll get but quite often a lot of these assumptions maybe it assumes that inflation is a certain level it assumes that the investment goes up or down by a certain amount but yeah they're generally there to try and give people a guide as to to what they'll get in the future don't don't shut my dreams phil i've made a down payment on the helicopter
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, so the, the big plus points then of annuities
1: what are those I'd say that the first big plus point in annuity is you've got a guaranteed income for life. So if you go for an an annuity, you know exactly how much you're going to be getting. So so one of the things there is you don't have to worry about investments rising and falling. I I mentioned drawdown, and one of the things with that is the money is invested, which means that in most cases it can be fluctuating up or down. So one thing with an, an annuity, is it gives you peace of mind. You know that for a set period, you're getting X amount paid out. One of the things with, with annuities as well is you can often build in extra benefits to them. So if you were married, you, you might think, right, I want to build in a spouse's pension so that if anything happens to myself, my spouse would continue to receive a, a payment. And you can actually choose up to 100% of your, your payment amount to, to get paid out there. Some people would maybe say, right, my, my spouse has got their own Income, so maybe do 50% spouse's benefits. You can tailor things to, to your own individual sort of needs and circumstances. Um, another good point with an annuity is you can often build in other guarantees. So, so sometimes you can build in what's called a, a 10 year guarantee period. So let's say you take it at 65 and die at 66. I mean, if, if that was the case, it's poor value because the insurance company's got all your money and it's only paid out for a year. Whereas if you build in this guarantee period, even if you were to die, it'll pay out an amount for that guarantee period. With the annuities, you can get them index linked or inflation linked. So that means that your income can keep up with it, the cost of living. Another good thing with annuities is there, there's no charges on, on a lifetime annuity. Once it's set up, there's no cost. So if again, in drawdown, you, you may have, the, the provider will have costs and things. And if you've got a financial advisor, there, there's likely to be costs there as well. So that, that's one thing with annuities. They, I, I was going to say simple to understand, but then there's a, a lot of different types of annuities that, that you can get.
0: Yeah, the, the, thing, the thing I think that probably always baffles me with this, Phil, is because you're dealing with unknowns. So you might have a certain amount, uh, you know, a fixed amount of cash that has to see you over the rest of your life. But the unknown is you don't know how long the rest of your life is, is going to be. So either you fall short or you, you sort of pitch over and there's a bit of money that's left over there. And presumably yeah. that just goes to the to the, the the company that you've you've got your product with.
1: Yeah, that's it. That, that was one of the things that, that some people don't like about annuities is you're not gambling with like your life expectancy. But I mean, if, if you take an annuity out and live to 100, then it may be quite good value. If you take an annuity out and only live for a year or two, it's going to be really poor value for you. So I, I, I did some quotes. We'll touch on that later on in the mm. show. But I did a couple of quotes for myself just to, to give folk an idea. But okay. the, the annuity rates have gone down an awful lot over the years. So the amount that people are getting isn't as good as what it used to be in the past as well. So again, that, that would almost be a, a disadvantage of them at the moment. Yeah, we, we've
0: kind of drifted into the disadvantages there just by, by me asking that question and, and you talking about the, the interest.
1: What are the other disadvantages with uh, annuities? I, I would say like once you take one out, usually, I mean, if it's a lifetime annuity, you, you tend to be stuck with it. So once you've made that decision and said, right, I want to go down that route, that's you kind of stuck with that for, for the rest of time. A number of years back, I think it was George Osborne when he was chancellor, he, he wanted to take in a a thing where people could like sell their annuity and, and get like a cash sum for it. But that just never took off. But so so I would say one of the disadvantages is that there's no flexibility with it. Once you've taken it out, that's you in it. Another disadvantage is that the income payments that you get from annuity are, are taxable. Generally, you, you can take 25% of your pension as a tax-free lump sum, but then once you start taking an income from it, you, you've got to pay tax on that. I mentioned as well, like if, if you die, especially soon after you take one out, if you haven't built in any guarantees, again, that, that money is then gone to the insurance company, so it could be seen as poor value if that was to happen. I mentioned as well about annuity rates being quite low just now as well. Another thing that you could miss out on is future investment returns. So if, if you were to go into drawdown, that could, I mean, the, the downside is it could go, your fund could go down. But on the plus side, if you're investing the money and it does well, if you're in an annuity, you've missed out on that. So mm. I, I would say that would be some of the disadvantages of, of taking out an annuity
0: just going back to the um, the fact that the the income is is taxable, Phil. Do you still have like a, a personal allowance on your on your tax? Or do you
1: have a threshold that you have to exceed before they'll start you do, taxing yeah. you? Yeah. So so the the amount, even when you you take the benefits of your pension, one, let's say I always use the say sixty five. But I mean now a lot of pension ages is 66, 67. Mm. I think mine's is sixty seven now when I get the state pension, but. That's right. A lot of people, even your state pension is taxable. And a lot of people think it's, don't realise that, but you've got your your allowance. We are allowed to make so much each year without paying any tax. So let's say you had a state pension of £6,000 a year and a private pension of £6,000. You wouldn't pay any tax on that because it would be below the threshold for, for paying tax.
0: Okay. Any tips that you would give to someone who's thinking about taking out an annuity?
1: I, I would say definitely consider taking your 25% tax-free lump sum from your pension because you can actually invest that money to get a tax-efficient income. So you could put it into, say, ISAs and draw an income from that and not pay tax on that. So that's definitely something for for people to consider. I, I would also encourage people to speak to an independent financial advisor to see if they qualify for what's called an enhanced annuity. Also, the other thing I would say is to, for people to shop around because at the minute, I, I was having a look, according to the Financial Conduct Authority, 60% of people stay with their existing provider when they buy an annuity. Mm. Now, also, according to the Financial Conduct Authority, the, the financial regulator, they're saying that 8 out of 10 lose out by not shopping around. So it's a, a, that that's big statistic. So, again, another tip I would say is, Regardless of whether you want to go to an annuity or or look at other retirement income options, definitely shop around and and have a look to see what's best for for your circumstances. What are the the different types of annuity you can get, Phil? Well, I mentioned there you you get enhanced or impaired life annuities. Yeah, that's one one term I remember, yeah. So if, if someone's a smoker or if they're overweight or if they maybe had certain medical issues, or or even the area that you live in can impact how much of annuity you get as well. What what the insurance companies are doing is they're looking at your life expectancy. So let's say a builder in Glasgow, on average, his life expectancy is going to be an awful lot less than a stockbroker in Kensington and Chelsea. So (laughs) the the insurance companies are looking at that. So for some people, they may be able to get enhanced annuities or, or impaired life annuities. You get level annuities, so that's one where your payment stays the same for however long you you have it. You also get annuities that increase as well. So with that ones, they start off lower, but what happens there is you get the lower amount initially, but that then increases each year by either a set percentage or you could have it increasing in line with Retail prices index or average earnings index. Now, the average earnings index usually outstrips inflation, so that normally tends to give you less to, to begin with. So you've got level annuities, increasing ones. The other thing with annuities as well is you you can take the money, you can have it paid monthly, quarterly, annually. Payments can also be made in advance or in arrears. So let's say you took your payment annually in advance, you would get less off of that than someone who took it annually in arrears so if you took it once a payment once a year and let's say you retire at 65 but you say right I'll take it annually but in arrears you're not getting your first payment until your 66th birthday so again if if you died soon after you haven't had any payments whereas if you take it in advance you've had a payment up front most people usually tend to take the payments monthly and they usually tend to take them in advance as opposed to arrears. Another thing that I would say another type of annuity you sometimes get is um, what's called a guaranteed annuity rate. Now some old pension schemes have got what can be quite a valuable benefit and they've got what's called guaranteed annuities attached to them. Now if someone has this I would be urging them to say look you really want to be taking advice because annuity rates now are an awful lot poorer than what they used to be say, 20, 30 years ago. I, I've came across some clients in the past who've had guaranteed annuity rates of 10, 11, and 12%, whereas now the, the annuity rates are, are more than half that amount these days. So it's always worth kind of taking advice and just looking into things in, in a bit more detail.
0: Okay, you mentioned earlier that you, you'd you gone and sort of rung up a, a few quotes that were, were of interest. Tell me about those.
1: Yeah, I mean, like... The, the other thing, I haven't based this on, I, I mentioned you can get enhanced annuities. Mm. So an, an example of that would be if someone's diabetic. Again, if, if you've any lower average life expectancy, it's worth looking into that. So high blood pressure, high cholesterol, if someone drinks a lot. Now, the, the figures that I did for myself, I, I had a look here. Now, I just assumed that I was in good health. I mean, I, I'm overweight. So that would probably get me a bit more when I come to retire. But um, j- just looking at these figures, they, the Money Advice Service have got a comparison tool. So it's quite good to, to give you an idea. I'll put the the, the link to that on the, the Facebook page. So if anyone searches the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Facebook, I'll, I'll post the link to that page on, on our Facebook page. So the Money Advice Service comparison tool, I went on there. What I did, I changed my age to 65. So I've kind of swicked a wee bit and assumed that I was at retirement age. Now, I put in that I had a fund of £100,000 and I did it payable on a level basis monthly in advance. And it was saying that I would get £416 per month, which works out at 4992 per annum. So it's just under £5,000 per year. So, pardon me, the, the annuity rate on that circumstance for me is working out at like 4.99%, so under under 5% on that. Now, if I build in a 10-year guarantee, it reduces my income by 19 pounds a month. So at that point, I'm getting 4,772 per year. But for me, I would say, right, for 19 quid a month, if I was to die soon after, I know my family are getting that paid out for up to a period of 10 years. So it's weighing up things like that, I then went on and I did the same calculations with the the 10-year guarantee, but I did it so that my payments go up in line with inflation. So this is the retail prices index. That reduced the income to 2,824 per annum. So it starts off lower, but over time, if inflation is higher, you know you're kind of protected against that. But as you can see there, just on that examples of some of the figures, I mean, the Mm -hmm. difference in all the different types of annuity can be really quite quite staggering.
0: Yeah, you you said there at the beginning, four hundred and sixteen was the number that I took in per month, and then yeah, uh, if you guarantee it for the ten years, it, it drops sort of twenty quid, uh, and then yeah. the last
1: one there, you, you're talking more around the lines of two hundred pounds a month. Yeah, hundred and twenty four. Yeah. So I mean, that's the year. that's a fair difference, and yeah. and not only that, if you start to build in spouses' benefits and and say so, say 100% spouse's pension that's got an impact on things as well now it used to be in the past that that men because they didn't live as long on average as women used to get more on annuities that, than what a woman would get but they changed all of that they, they took in almost like gender neutral rates they kind of try to say well that's unfair so they they basically changed it so even being a man you don't even get any more <laughs> even though the fact is you're not going to live as long on, on average men don't live as long as as women so um we just can't they, catch they, a break phil
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so um let's uh let's just recap on that um that you said to me earlier that these days annuities tend not to be the sort of favoured option, uh, and and the reason for that is, in a nutshell, what?
1: I, I would say the, a couple of reasons. One is that annuity rates have fallen massively. So I mean, I, I mentioned there that they, they used to be more than double what they are today. So so that's one big reason. The the other reason is that the, when the pension freedoms came in, the death benefits on let's say, drawdown cases. Uh, so if someone goes into to down, I, I had an example of this at the weekend. Sadly, a, a chap, I know, he passed away. Now, I think he would have been 65 or 66. But I know that he, he came in to us for, for pension advice a year or two ago. If he'd gone with an annuity, I'm assuming we'd, we would have built in a, a guarantee period, to say 10 years. So his wife would have got that money paid out for, for that period of time. But fortunately for him or fortunately for his family he went into to drawdown so the money that he's got in his pot will all be paid out as a lump sum and that's tax-free as well so that whole any money he's got in his pension his wife has got the option to take that out so because the death benefits are, are better on drawdown a lot of people go into that but but not everyone you see the annuities have still got a place because some people want a guaranteed income whereas and they don't want investment risk. So it's definitely worth still weighing up all the different options. But I do find that more people now tend to favor having the flexibility and also drawing money out their funds. And I I remember my grandfather, he he opted years and years ago, he opted for a a level annuity. And I remember him telling me that the reason he did that was he thought, right, when I first retire, I'm going to be more active. So I would rather have more money now. And his theory was that as he gets older, yeah, he's got to have less in real terms. But I I know by the time he got to age, say, late 70s, he wasn't going out hardly at all. In the last five to 10 years of his life, he was actually just in the house the the majority of the time and not hardly spending anything. I remember him telling me that at that point, he he felt he was better off than he had been for for years. So it's trying to find the retirement options that suit you individually.
0: Okay. Now, each week, so far as we've, we've covered various topics, Phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects uh, we've been discussing. So, Phil, today we're talking annuities. What have you got on those?
1: I was going to go through the that figures, but we already kind of covered, ah. covered that. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, I, what I would say to, to focus. is I've got this retirement options booklet. So if anybody would like a copy of that, and it, it covers annuities in, in quite a bit of detail. It also covers some of the other options that you, you've got when you look to do something with your, your retirement pot. So if anyone would like a copy of that booklet, just get in touch and we, we'd be delighted to send it over to them.
0: And Phil, we always do this bit as well. You find a lot of inspiration, I know, through various people that you admire and you do love a quote. So have you got one that fits our subject matter for this episode
1: on annuities? quote this week comes from Jane Austen. People always live forever when there is an annuity to be paid them. <laughs> I was thinking that actually as we were going on if I ever wanted to increase
0: the longevity of my life that it would be to have an annuity in the background so I had something to live for. I know. For just to be thriving
1: <laughs> I've heard I, I've heard stories of folk like need declaring that say their their husband their wife had died and they were still getting their pensions paid <laughs> out and stuff. I I think things like that would be really rare. But it's just it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine having I'm to run upstairs and throw an address dress and a wig just to <laughs> look like the wife?
0: <laughs> 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 now uh, Phil is is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries, as you know. And if you want to email a question to us, please do. As always, we can ask him anonymously if that's what you prefer. Let's get on to this week's contact details coming up in a moment. I'll give it to you after these. Our first question today is from Adele in Thurzo. She asks, as a precaution, is it a good idea to transfer ownership of my house over to my son now in case
1: the unexpected happens as I grow older? You've got to be aware of several things. Um, Firstly, you've got to think, is there any inheritance tax consequences of, of doing this? And secondly, you, you've got to be wary of what's called deliberate deprivation. Now, a lot of people will want to transfer the owner, ownership of their home because they're maybe looking to try and avoid things like care home fees. So I, I see that coming up quite a lot. One one thing, the council is quite wise to this though. And if they see somebody doing that, they often think that's maybe a deliberate ploy by someone to avoid like potential care home fees. So they could challenge that. So, so you've got to be mindful of that as well. And another thing which you've got to, to watch out if you're transferring the ownership of a home is what's called sideways disinheritance. Now, what I mean by that is, let, let's say you have a home, you leave it to your son, you're maybe still staying in the property. If he was married and then he splits up from his wife, assuming he's, it's a wife that he's got, what what could then happen is that she could then make a claim on that as it's then classed as one of his assets. <laughs> so they, they call that sideways disinheritance. So there, there's a few other factors to to kind of take into account as well. It's not always something that's gonna be really straightforward. I often say to people, look, take sort of independent legal advice if, if you're looking at doing anything like that. I, I remember one solicitor I spoke to years ago. Um, Her advice was, oh, well, I just tell people to do it because up till now, the council in this area has never challenged anyone doing that. But I know that kind of advice is not really foolproof, is it? So you've got to try and take all these things into account if that's something that you are considering doing. Well done, Adele. That turned out to be a cracking question. (laughs) I thought it was quite straightforward, but there you go. Uh,
0: Next is Neil, who says uh, he read something recently regarding pensions and how with all the huge financial impacts of the likes of coronavirus or in the event of something like Scotland becoming independent, say it could potentially adversely affect the value of his pension. He wants to know uh, how much, if if any truth there is in, in something like that.
1: I would say like in, in respect to coronavirus, I mean, markets have bounced back fairly well, especially considering everything that's going on. And over the last year and a half, markets have, have done OK in that period. There was some periods where things were a bit down, but they, they generally tend to have recovered well. So at the minute, you do find any events like such as what we've been going through will impact on your pensions. But the hope is that over a longer period, they, they would generally tend to do do quite well. In terms of Scottish independence and the debate around that, it is much harder to kind of comment on, especially over the long term. I mean, if Scotland became independent, we did not know what currency would would be used. So, I mean, that like at the minute, people in Scotland, their their pensions will be in sterling. Where the money's actually invested, it's not going to have a huge impact on on that. But there would be consequences to people's pensions things like, I mean, I, I mentioned the, the pension freedoms. If, if Scotland was an independent country, would they still, would the pension rules just, would it kind of novate the same as what it is at the minute? Or grandfathering, I think they, they tend to call that. Would they keep all the same rules? Who knows? It, that would be a real, real difficult question to, to answer, but where the money's actually invested, that that wouldn't really change.
0: Hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to pluck something out there and, and you know, <laughs> Talk out a hole in my head here, and just say these things never tend to work out where you end up being better off, do they? I mean, that's that's just generally what happens over the the course of time. If if something like this was to was to go ahead, the chances of you ending up better off as a result are probably less rather than great. Is is my
1: depends. It it depends somebody's side of the argument. You would get a lot of the nationalists would argue and say, "Oh, but we we'll be better off as a nation," and then you'll get others that will argue that the opposite is true. And, you know, I, I tend, when it comes to politics, I, I try to, to remain neutral. Um, mm. I, I I mean, I, I never really comment on, on many political posts, but it's, it's very hard. Like, for, for somebody in, in my position, it's very hard to kind of say, I, I don't really have the knowledge to say, yep, yeah, we'll be better off or worse off. And I, I guess we can go back to, like, the, the Brexit kind of vote. I mean, I, even there, you had... Both sides. One side claiming, "Yep, yeah, if we leave the EU, we'll we'll be better off." Another saying, "If we stay, we'll be better off." So it it's, it depends who you listen to, does it? That's that's a thing.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. I would just say as well. That's my we get...
1: diplomatic answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both we're both saying completely neutral here. I would just say as well. <laughs> before you get in touch with the question, you might want to look uh, at our back catalogue because we've we've covered a fair few topics so far, and we might have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us today for the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. If you feel that you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or why not email Phil a question he can answer on a future show? His address is Phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's Phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question and Phil could be answering that in an upcoming podcast. So please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please follow on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And then you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time and thanks for listening.